morning, good morning, good morning, everyone, and great day, no matter where you are in the world. I want to welcome to another episode of Heal with Zeph the Speaker. So today we're going to talk about transitioning personal and within the family and different things that you can do to hopefully overcome those things. And I have the great pleasure of having a good friend, old friend of mine, uh, John on, and he's going to be sharing his, his experiences. And hopefully within this conversation, you can grab something new, right? And use this, um, these life-changing situations and find ways that you can apply them in your life. So without further ado, Big John, how you feeling, brother? How's everything? Uh, great, Seth. It's uh, great to speak to you again. A longtime friend, and, and I love any time I get to interact with you in any of your platforms. Yes, man. You know what, man? So we met, boy, it's about 15 years ago. 15, oh, probably over that 16, 17 years ago over in, um, where was that? Uh, Kuwait. Kuwait. Oh, yeah, Kuwait. That's right. That's right. Uh, ammo troop. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I still got that pen. I still have that pen you gave me. That's what's up. Yep, and the coin. <laughs> you do? Okay, awesome, awesome. I really do. I really do. So how's things been for you, brother? Life is um, <clears throat> life is a journey, and it's been great. Uh, I do a lot of traveling, obviously, uh, spending a lot of time with my wife, which is really amazing. Um taking the journey that God's put in front of me and uh, just trying to make the best of it. Sometimes we have good days. Sometimes we have bad, but uh, the most important thing is we make connections and uh, keep our friends close and our family close. Yes, absolutely. So how long have you been retired? Uh, three years to the month. Uh, September 1st was my retirement date three years ago. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. So how was that transition for you? You know, I, Obviously, everybody's excited and when they join, you know, whatever the journey is. And then you get close to that retirement. You're like, I'm just pushing the button when I'm done. And that's what I, I, I felt is I, I said, when I'm done having fun, when it becomes a job versus a, a service uh, to my country, I said, I need to I need to call it quits because then I'm not doing what's right for my people. But it was scary that, that transition. It floored me. I with all the education that the military gives you, even going through TAPS, it's wonderful. There's a lot of information out there until you experience it, until you experience the fear of I'm changing a career that I've had for 20 plus years. I have to go on a job interview. I haven't been on a formal job interview in 27 years. I hadn't asked salary negotiations. So there was a lot of fear and a lot of the unknown. And TAPS did a wonderful job trying to prepare you for it. But until you actually step through it, you don't know what it's like. It's kind of like playing a video game. You can play Call of Duty and, and, and experience a lot of it. And they can make it as realistic as possible. Um, but until you actually experience war, you never know what that's like until you hear a bullet whizzing by your ears or it, you know things like that. You don't know what it's like until you step through that hoop. Um, and that was an amazing time. It was a very quick transition. I, I knew that I needed to make a decision. I made that decision quickly and retired leaving Korea and came back and it was tough. It was very, very tough. Um, <clears throat> luckily it was in the summertime. So my wife and I, we would go, go on swims in the pool and I would talk to her about my frustrations and my, my feelings. Um, 
because I noticed I was, I was getting a lot of depression. I had had interviews while I was in Korea. So I was doing all the things, you know, listening to all the speakers on LinkedIn and then following all the processes and steps and, and tailoring resumes. However, I, I would get an interview and I would never get picked up. I would get, we went in a different direction. And so I, my self value started to really take a nosedive. And when that happens, and you're losing that team aspect because I'm a big um, blue person. I'm a big, you know, people person. So when you do that, especially for people, persons like myself and Miss Connie Ali, they, they love to be around people. It's hard to separate yourself from that team aspect. And I had to look out for self. Hold on, John. So first, first, I want to make sure everyone can understand certain acronyms. OK, so yeah, if yeah. you're just tuning in, everybody, this is we're talking about overcoming with my good friend, John Ward. Right. So he said something about TAP. Right? TAP stands for Transition Assistance, uh, Transition mm -hmm. Assistance Program. And that's for in informational um, uh, uh, content and and resource for individuals that are transitioning out of the military so that they can get all of the resources to help them in their next chapter in their life. And he also talked about blue, all right, being a blue person. And for those of you that are not familiar with the four lenses, it's an assessment that you can take that will pretty much give you a roundabout feel of who your natural self is based off of these uh, colors. And a blue is a more of a communal group, you know, um, uh, a person that say, hey, let's all do this together. Can't we all get along type of person, right? And so what he's trying, what he's articulating is when you are normally with a communal group, Right. And something like the military is very um, it, it, there's a level of camaraderie there. All right. There's a level of camaraderie. A, it can be based off of a deployment. Right. It's you and your group of friends or individuals that you're working with. You guys are in a certain situation together. OK. And when things change, that disrupts us mentally. Right. And so what John is talking about is the, the transition of trying to find his place in this world, in this new chapter. Right. So go ahead, John. I mean, to cut you off. I just wanted to give individuals context on, you know, what those uh, were. Well, go ahead. Yeah, most definitely. You know, I get, I get so used to speaking acronyms and vernacular of, of the yeah. business I'm happy to be in. And in speaking with you, I, I knew you know the blue terms. And uh, so I apologize to the audience. Uh, I will do better, obviously. But, uh, you know, the, the transition was tough. I didn't have that value. You know, when you're a chief master sergeant, you walk into a room and people just hang on your every word just because of your experiences and they know who you are. Um, going to the private sector, I didn't have that value. So I talked to my wife. I was I was I was reaching out and she's like, why don't you ask the softball team, the local base softball team that you know, I hadn't been a part of for a year because I was over in Korea. So I, I asked the local ammo team, can I play softball? That helped me at least get a team. Right. So that got me through that one point, that one sticking situation. But then there was so many more of, OK, I'm still not getting interviews or I haven't gotten a call back or I'm still not getting, um, you know, uh, information to, to better myself, like how, what am I doing wrong? 
so because they don't give you always feedback on why you didn't get hired. It's like we're moving forward in a different direction. So you have to do a lot of guessing. So I, I, I took what my wife said and then I, I reached out and I said, you know, what, what else do I have in my bag of tricks or my, my toolbox of, of life? And so I remember these other folks that had, had been in other businesses and they, they, they went and were successful post-military. So I reached out individually and I'd grown those relationships being that big blue. And obviously from our time in Kuwait, just fostering that relationship through all these um, for a decade and a half now, almost um, with, with you and Reese and, and with a few others, uh, you know, <clears throat> so I reached out to Amir. I was like, what should I do? And he, he hit me up with a person on LinkedIn. That's a, a recruiter for military up in, in Seattle and with Amazon. I was like, okay, now, now what? And so I reached out and I was like, you know, I'm just going to be me, be my authentic self and just say, here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I want. And it was scary. And then all of a sudden I get an interview. They're like, Hey, we want to move forward with a job offer. We really like how you do it. And they're like, and, and Amir really helped me, Amir Hassan, say, he just said, just be you, be your natural self. And if they want you, they want you. If they don't, then go find a company that does. And and that really spoke to my heart. So, Amir, if you're out there listening, I love you, brother. Thank you for for hitting me up and, and guiding me to the Amazon process. And and that really helped. And so I started in value. But then I was like, I'm learning from a 25-year-old young lady who's my leader in mentoring me at my work when I used to be the mentor for everybody. And it was very humbling. And people were like, how'd you do that? And I was like, you know what? I knew I didn't know what I didn't know. So she had the experience and she had the degrees and the, the experience in the business. And, you know, it may have taken me three to four months, but then I'm obviously rising and showing everybody how I can lead. And it was pretty awesome. And honestly, Alexis and I are still best friends to this day. We were on a call yesterday helping each other out. And, um, you know, so a lot of humility, humbleness, and in understanding your circumstances and saying, I was X in the military, but now I'm Y in civilian life. I need to go forward and use those tools that were taught to me or I've gained or I've developed myself and change my situation. So I didn't like the situation I was in. And I kept grinding and finding a new way to look at each challenge that was before me. And that's truly what I did. And, and find that person, that one person at least that you can talk to. And anybody out there listening, if you think you don't have anybody to talk to, call me anytime, call Seth. We will love to listen um, because mental health is a real issue in America and it's tough. It is. And, you know, thank you for acknowledging uh, that piece and everything else that you shared. This is Mental Health Awareness Month, but I tell you one thing, um, it's an everyday thing, right? It's like, it's it's maintenance, everyday maintenance. And so just like going to the gym to keep your body in the optimum, you know, uh, optimum functioning, you know, state, you must do that with your mind. And that do mean, you know, part of your uh, social circle, and being honest with yourself. So let me go back a little bit. And if you can hone in on how you felt retiring as a chief master sergeant, did you have a thought process like, okay, well, hey, I'm a chief. So this, this should be easy. Individuals should just want me. I should just slide into any position. And did you experience a level of imposter syndrome? 100%. 
uh, I kind of alluded to it earlier when, you know, as a chief, you walk into a room and people want to hear what you have to say because they believe you in the military. You, they believe that you have all the answers or you at least have wisdom. Right. And it's not that I had that I had relationships. Um, but I thought, why wouldn't they hire me? I'm going to be great because I can do this job. I interviewed for a job for a, a, a assistant plant manager here in Wichita Falls. And I was like, why did they not hire me? I'm the greatest thing in the world. I walk in and everybody talks to me and everybody's happy to hear what I had to say. And the reality is, is they found a better candidate, somebody that's been in the business, somebody that knows that particular line of work. And yes, I could do the job, but am I going to be the best at the job? And it's hard to know that you're not the best at things when you walk in, uh, walking into Amazon. I thought I was going to be like, I'm going to run through this. And then I was like, wait a minute, slow your roll, humble yourself, uh, you know, and then you'll be you'll be successful. First, you have to go in and learn what you don't know. And it's for somebody who thinks that they know everything. They don't. Um, I'm here to tell you, if I have to bust your bubble, I'll be that guy. But uh, I had to learn and I had to eat that humble pie. And it was hard. It was hard because I'm like, man, I should be everything. It's almost like talking to your kids, you know. You can coach your kids and you can be the greatest coach ever. Nick Saban would probably be the worst coach for his kids. However, you put that kid on another team and they're going to do amazing things because they're so close to you. And you think, why do they not listen to me? I am, you know, if, if you're Nick Saban, why do my kids not listen to me possibly? I'm, I'm not saying he does or doesn't, right. but you know, he's a, an amazing coach, whether you love Alabama or not, he's an amazing talent. But people too close to him, he's going to be like, why are they not listening to me? Because they have that recency and they have that, that um, level of closeness that they're not looking at you in that light. And so that's what I was feeling like. Why do these people not look at me this way? Um, and then I had to show them by my, my actions and my attitude and my, my work ethic and, and my ability to influence others at that job. You know what? I, I like that. I like that. Um, I believe. And I've also had to you know, wrap my mind around that, right? So like an, an individual do not know or a company does not know how great you are just by the, the I guess, the scores, right? The, the, the points that you've made years ago. It's what are you able to do now for them, right? And then part of that is, I guess, authentically doing it now. Right. Like, how do you live your life? How do you connect with individuals? Like you said, authentically, how do you put yourself out there and say, hey, this is just me. This is I'm ready to do this and I have room to learn and to grow and I'm willing. And I think that's another thing. Right. Individuals may not have that growth mindset and they may feel as though they're full, meaning I already have everything that I need, so why don't you want it? Well, maybe what you have is not what we need. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, did you think about exactly. that? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. how about you unlearn some shit and then learn something new and grow into that, right? And 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 I believe part of that is um, is ego that I believe the military <laughs> creates for us, right? So in a way, in a way, it's like doing EPRs, right? That's your evaluation performance report, right? And you don't really want to talk about yourself, but you do, 
Okay. You have to, right. In order to paint a picture about what you did in these last 12 months. And oh, by the way, there's quarterly awards to do that. And then there's annual awards and then there's different types of, of awards. But then when you get out, those things that you did in the past, the actual the result is what what matters. But how and, and all of that, it, it's like the star. You remember the, the star, um, the star statement. What is the situation? Right. It's the situation, what you were tasked to do, what you did do and what was the result. So the situation, task, action and result. So I need to be able to communicate to an organization. Hey, this is what I did. This is what I did. This this is what I was asked to do. And this was, you know, how I incorporated my thought process or built a team. And this enabled that. However, it's hard to get outside the quote unquote military way of thinking to transition into an organization and say, hey, this is how I can help this business. And if given the opportunity, I'm willing to work with you instead of you guys just need me to make your business better. You get what I mean? So we almost have this, this complex coming out that has to be not, I wouldn't even say broken down, but the perspective needs to change a little bit because we don't know the real self outside of the military as an adult, right? Unless yeah. you kept your, your hand, you kept a pulse on it. Exactly. Right? exactly. Yeah. I, I like how you brought in ego there, right? Because ego, obviously it, it, you need it. You have to have it to some point because it's a, your identity and your self-identity. And in the military, we're all taught to we, and you talk about performance reports and, and, and evaluations, you still talk about the we. And in private sector, transitioning, taking 27 and a half years of conditioning of we did this and being obviously a big blue, a, a communal type of person, I had to say, I did this. And here's the value I bring. And here's what I am going to do for you. Um, and that's tough. It's tough for 27 years of conditioning to say we, 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 we. And I love saying we. And I still say we. And I, I, I've you know, I've, I've probably messed up a few interviews as, as well um, as I'm trying to internally move around within my company by saying my team, we did this. And they're like, they always want to know what you're doing. Um, and it's and it's still tough. However, I do accept it because that's the role I'm in. This is this is the card. You, this is the, co the community we live in um, within our business. So that's fine. And that star technique is, is uh, I use that all the time. Honestly, every week I have to do that. I do interviews. So, mm -hmm. so definitely that star method um, for those transitioning, get used to it. It's very value added, um, but that super ego, but you know what, another thing that struck a chord to me that you reminded me of is, is, you know, you talk about high self ideal, high self efficacy, how you see yourself, how you view projects, how, how others view you. Jahari's window really speaks to me about evaluating myself through other people's eyes. Um, and, and if you can do that, you can be self-realistic and self-idealistic. And, and I, I'm my own worst critic, uh, which is good, but it can also be bad because it can affect your mental abilities to self-value. And you have to value yourself, but not 
overly value yourself so that so much that you think you are the greatest thing since sliced bread. Even though I do think that, I have to humble myself and say that I am not. I, I am just a human, and I don't know everything. And and Jahari's Windows has really taught me to really self-evaluate myself at every stage and be critical to the point to where I can improve myself, but not be critical to where I impugn myself to where I pull myself down and I can't get out of a hole. But it's always saying, how can I, what are my opportunities to succeed and be, go better? What can I learn? Um, obviously just from our time, I remember, you know, when you're a D, you know, part-time DJ at the uh, New Year's party there in Ali Asalim, you're, you're telling me all about the music industry and how things move. And and um, and then when we met up in Korea and you're a DJ and part-time, uh, when you're a dorm manager, you're explaining to me how how different contracts work. And I just I took and learned that business side from what you were talking about. And I just remembered that, you know, just little bits and different parts. And you take all those little things that you've run through in life. And if you can always evaluate those into your own personal life, you can always help yourself go forward and overcome the we and go into I, but be realistic of where your I is. Man, that is it. You know, uh, man, I can't believe you remember that. Man. You know, I'll tell you this, John, it's so funny because I try my best to be extremely uh, authentic and humble, but you never know when you're moving forward, you never know the lasting impression. I personally don't, I don't take that much time to sit and watch and say, okay, let's see. Did they understand what, did they did what I was saying? Did they really get it? My goal is to make sure, Hey, if I value my time, I value the individuals that I spend time with. So I'm already invested in the time and in the person. What that person does with that, I cannot hold on to it. You know what I mean? Because I can take it personal, right? And say, wait, why didn't you take what I said as, 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 as um, you know, life-changing? What is wrong with you, silly? I could change your life. No, wait a minute. Look, my job may just be to plant the seed. Someone else's job may be to water it. And then somebody else may be there to help nurture it. And then someone else may be there to enjoy the shade. I may not be all of that, right? So the fact that you were able to do that, and I appreciate that. And hopefully, hopefully, and I've learned a lot, you know, from you because you were doing that. What was it? Fat bat. Was that the fat bat? <laughs> yeah, actually, I, 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 I had fat bat. I actually, I gave that to a friend. I was, I was like, you know, you're really into the business and he's doing a great job. His name's Angelo Rosales. Mm -hmm. He owns AmmoCoins.com. And I said, hey, I gave you, this is what I started. Take it and run with it. He, he made his own trademark and he, he's, he's got his own line of apparel. Obviously, it's more tailored towards ammo troops. But mm -hmm. I was like, go with it. I was like, I didn't have the experience and the knowledge. And I knew I didn't at the time or the bandwidth. There to run know. with it, but I loved it. I was I, but we're still close friends, and and I love my my buddy Angelo to death, and mm -hmm. I hope I hope he makes millions off of it. I really do. Um, oh, by the way, I still have your your mix CD that you gave me back then. Are you serious, man? <laughs> still have it. <laughs> and you know it's so funny, man. I still I still do DJ, and I and and I think and uh, another thing too, man, that I think is important that I know is important. Is staying connected to your passion. 
Okay. So um, as we get ready to wrap on up, if you can let us know, how do you stay connected to John's passion? Well, John's passion um, was at one time service to the country. It was the Air Force. Um, but passions change as people change. Um, but my true passion is people. Um, and that's where I realized that it wasn't just service to my country, it was service to people. Um, I'm connected. I was just the um, uh, presenter for my coach, for my high school girls basketball coach, as his manager for his um, induction to the high school hall of fame. I, I traveled there and I connected with old teammates, old friends. I connected with uh, old old associates that I worked with in Amazon that I helped get promoted. I connect with, I stay with uh, my connections through a chance meeting from a mutual friend, Reese Bacchus, back in Ali Asalim. And we're still talking to this day. And I have friends from, from the Australian Air Force. So I stay connected to people through reaching out. And that's my power that God has given me to be able to reach out and connect with people. So I try to do that and empower them to be the best authentic personal selves that they can be. And if I can help them along their journey to be the best that they can, that person can be, that's my job in life. And, and I'm willing to, to help out wherever I can. My man, my man. I love it. I love it. John, listen, man. Um, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for being on and, 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 and just connecting today. Right. And being, man, just, just still being you and overcoming and it doesn't stop. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't. doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And so congratulations to you and just overcoming. Right. And I believe there's more chapters to this thing and hopefully man we can we stay on this same road together and grow together that's the most important part and heal from those things that may have happened but then we've learned from it and also too we can share because i believe the healing process is a 360 thing something may has happened you thought about it you learned from it so then for it didn't happen to you. It happened for you. But the other step is sharing that knowledge. So I appreciate you. Definitely. Appreciate everything that you have done for us and the United States, brother. So congratulations. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. So ladies and gentlemen, this concludes the episode of Healed with John today, right? Overcoming. And he's going to come back. He has other stories, right? And uh, I do believe I that. I do believe that we can learn from them, right? We can learn from them and, um, you know, heal, right? And sometimes you never know. There are some things that you have went through, but you didn't really come on the other side of it, right? To break through, to analyze how the growth process can start. And it ultimately starts with so, ladies and gentlemen, everyone that's listening, good morning, good evening, and continue to be the best version of yourself.